You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Are you ready? Hello? Hello? Good morning, Montgomery County. That was me. I was messing with you because we got Ezra Charles got some boogie woogie. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday morning here in downtown Conroe. For all you haters, you call it Cornrow because you just wish you were living here and talking like this and everything. Man, I got to say hi out to you whether you're in Cleveland, Splendora, New Caney, New Waverly, Willis, Montgomery, Magnolia, the Woodlands, Tamina, and every point in between and from all corners of the earth because we are www.irlonestar.com. So we're worldwide. You forgot one. My favorite one. You always do. Cut and shoot. Oh, I did. Oh, Lord have mercy. I got some of them dark people out there. Cut and shoot. You're going to come cut me up. You know? <laughs> Sorry about that, Jackie, Jackie Finley. We hot. Don't tell that little daughter of yours that I forgot cut and shoot. Man, somebody's going to come. Somebody's going to throw a rock at me. Oh, well. I deserve it. I could use a rock right now. Right, Just bam, right there. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Talk about the heat index of 106. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I love to mow the yard. Haven't this year. It's been a bad year. I just can't get in the hang of it. Usually I love mowing, weed eating. I mowed yesterday afternoon. Yep, afternoon. And um, I drank about, I don't know, four of those big 32-ounce Arctic tumblers of water. And I just... I just, I don't think I ever rehydrated, man. It was insane. But you feel clean afterwards. You feel, I don't know, you just feel like you got rid of those poisons and everything like that. You know, the demons are gone out of you and everything when you sweat like that. So, folks, it's good to be back. It's good to be back after a couple of days off. Remember, you can uh, listen to us every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 11 a.m. here on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, or IRLoneStar.com. YouTube videos come out usually within two days, sometimes that day, but up to two days later. Then on the following week, you can watch our guest on Channel 12 Suddenly, the City of Conroe's uh, channel. And I tell you that because there's a lot of, I, I, I was at an event, I was at Carter Moore's 80th birthday and Mildred's 88th birthday Friday night. I was asked to be there to help capture the memories with video and photos. And two people came up to me and said, dude, I saw you on TV. I'm like, what? Is it a felony arrest warrant or what? And um, so people are starting to watch. So thank you to the community, to the supporters and followers, um, because that's what we want to do is bring bring that to you. We've had uh, several candidates announce their candidacy. Um, I've got one more that's going to be announcing Friday, his or her candidacy for another county position. Um I believe there's another candidate, Greg Parker, who's going to be challenging incumbent Charlie Riley and also Brian Dawson, who's a candidate. Uh, I believe I'm going to be hopefully going to be having him on the show to find out who he is. So I don't want to tie it all up in politics, but it's fixing to get get bloody. (laughs) Sharks are already circling, man. There's already blood in the water. So I want all candidates and all incumbents to come on and tell us who you are and why we should keep supporting you, why should we start supporting you, things like that. But then other things, man, I've got uh, Candace will be coming on, uh, retirement living, senior care, memory care. 
Uh, we've just had a lot of good things, a lot of good people in the community. Fearless Boxing doing a lot of great things. Got to give them a shout out. Looks like they're going to move up from 5,000 square feet to 11,000 square feet right next door. Wow. Huge godsend. Wow. Huge godsend. However, all the more reason they're going to need more corporate and business and individual sponsors. But they do incredible work with the with adults and the kids and the youth of our community. And most of them come from that side of the tracks where not everybody tends to take their time to spend over there. So you got a lot going on there. We'll be coming on talking more about the Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival coming up, the Texas Taco Tequila and Margarita Festival, Sounds of Texas Music Series. Got Mr. B.J. Thomas coming August 26. So anything community. Got some new band directors coming on, new Golden Girls director coming on. So, folks, we are the community, bringing the community to you, the community. So, thanks for your support, Eric Estes. Hope you're doing good out there today. And uh, we're going to take our short break. And when we come back, we're going to dive in because I need you to meet my friend Chad Patterson. This guy is the real deal. This guy, hey, if nothing else, if you know his mom and daddy, you know he's got to be pretty dadgum good. He comes from good stock. But we need to talk to Chad about a lot of things. You need to know this. If you're a business owner, if you're an individual just just needs to better yourself, there's so many aspects and facets that his knowledge, his wisdom, and his passion can touch on. So, you listen to Montgomery County Last with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm happy. Hey, hey, folks, welcome back to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi. All right, real quick, before we get to meet my guest, I got to tell you one more time. I got to do this all the time. I wasn't planning it. It just hit me again. I got chill bumps. I got to give a shout out to Jennifer Celentano Arizadi, my wife, who's in Florida. Her father passed away um, a little over a week ago, and the family's struggling, man. I got people like Eric Estes texting me twice a day, Nancy Wagner twice a day. Oh, Lord, talk about a godsend, Mr. Jim Gentry, Todd Yancey. These people, Christy Leggett, Melanie Shuttle, and these people are sending her messages all the time. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a week-long series, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday series uh, of people who are about to experience that impending grief people who have just experienced that just devastating grief of losing a parent or loved one. And then the last day is going to be kind of a wrap-up, and it's going to be people who who maybe it's been years later. 
And so we want to we want to help people um, because people are coming out of the woodwork to her and to me, just so much love, wanting to offer condolences and stories and how can we help. And a lot of times there's nothing you can do but one thing, and that's just talk to God, man. And that's sometimes that's it. And you don't always hear those answers, but it's comforting. So I couldn't let the day go on without saying that to her. So now back to uh, another handsome and effervescent young man who's a friend of mine. Wow. Who, who's got a dimple. I just noticed Are you got a dimple, room, dude. You got a, you got got a big a, dimple. Yeah. I didn't know that. Folks, Chad Patterson. Chad, welcome to the show, dude. It's an honor to be here with you, friend. <laughs> I, I love your smile. It's very contagious. <laughs> well, but thanks. I'm thankful to, to spend some time with you today. I appreciate the voice you give to people in our community, and I'm honored to be one of those today. Dude, thank you so much. I'm honored. I get to be the voice and face for so many, and I get credit for stuff like that. But it's it's those are behind me, beside me. You know, Jake, the engineer over here that you don't see and, and stuff like that. But you've always you've always got a smile. You've always got just a, a pep in your step. And you taught me, and every now and then I forget, we're not allowed to shake hands. We, we hug. Right? We have to hug. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Well, we go way back, Nathan. I, I know. I was, I was thinking about that driving over here. <laughs> your dad, my parents, my grandfather. I mean, that's a neat uh, story that we share together. And that, that, that brings a smile to my face. But... Just the joy inside of being a brother and a friend and being blessed. I'm just honored to, to have an opportunity today to talk about that a little bit. That's awesome. So do us a favor. Tell us who Chad Patterson is. Go wow. back to the beginning days. Okay. I'm third generation Conroe. So okay. I definitely like to say it right, Conroe. Thank you for clarifying that for all the people out there today. I'm very proud of my heritage here. Uh, I'm uh, the son of Charlie and Diane Patterson. I grew up here at basically at 600 North Main at First Baptist Conroe as a kid. <laughs> Graduated from Conroe High School in 83. Uh, blessed to play baseball. And baseball took me on to college. And that's always been a big source of learning in my life. Uh, so I'm thankful for my heritage. Today, I'm a, I'm a husband of Liz, who works for the city of Conroe. I'm a dad of five. We're a blended family. And I don't choke on this, but we also have four <laughs> grandkids. Oh. About to have our fifth. In honor of and, Judge Phil Grant, oh my right. God! So when you when you ask me who I am, uh, I'm a man, <laughs> hopefully a community leader and a community servant. Uh, but what really fires me up is I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm a granddad, I'm a brother. Uh, I have the opportunity to to speak into people's lives in the name of leadership. Leadership, and so that that's what drives me, Nathan. Just every one of those roles, I want to be an example of leadership and service. Where'd you go to college? I ended up at Baylor. I, I chased the baseball See, I dream. Had to throw, I, knew, I knew you did, yeah. but you didn't say that. So I, and it's yeah. almost football season, so I guess I can shout that <laughs> name out a little bit. But I went from University of Houston to Baylor uh, through uh, McLennan Junior College in Waco. Wanted to be the next Johnny Bench. If any of you don't know who that is, I'm dating myself a little bit. But oh, God. I he was with the Johnny Big Bench. Red Machine. Uh, then it, was, it became Pudge. I was a big Pudge fan. Uh, but that didn't quite work out. But I finished uh, my undergrad at Baylor, and then I have my master's from Sam. So good stuff, good local stuff. So tell me about the five kids. Give us just, just a snippet on them. Yeah, so the oldest is Lauren. She and her husband, Barry, live in Longview. They have two of the older boy grandkiddos. And then we have Chandler and his wife. They live in Longview. So we definitely have a pipeline between here and Longview. We know that route very well. 
And then Caleb and his about-to-be fiance live in uh, Denver. And then Josh and his wife, Kate, live in Colorado Springs, and they're expecting in November. And then our youngest, uh, Jessie, uh, just finished her sophomore year, kind of in transitions, working full-time, has some big dreams, big pursuits on her heart, and she lives in Waco. So wow. they're all spread, you know, we're, we're trying, we, we, we joke that if one more moves to Colorado, we're going to have to look at re- relocating, <laughs> Relo- but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is home. We're glad to be back in Montgomery County. Uh, Liz's family still lives in Harlingen. Her dad's still a grapefruit farmer, oh, uh, 86 man. years old. I didn't know that. Nathan, he can run around both of us, brother. Um, so we both come from a great heritage, yeah. a great legacy in our families. And we're, we're proud of that. You know, I got to give a lot of love to Liz as well, too. She also just exudes the same energy, effervescence, passion. And it all starts with, she's always got a smile too. And if you, if you catch her not smiling, once your eyes meet, it's just there. And it's not, it's not just to me. I mean, you two are also those people that you could just watch and you're always, you're always looking. it, It feels like you're always looking already for an opportunity to, to bless somebody with your happiness or, or yeah. a smile or, or, or some, something positive. Well, we're people of faith, just to be blunt. And so we, we feel like we were put on earth to love others and serve others. And so that's what we try to live out. And uh, that's our source of that smile. Now, there are days, Nathan, I don't feel like smiling. <laughs> and there are days that life is happening hard, like for so many of us. But down deep, that's that joy that we have, is that, that anchor of faith. And that's, that's where we both grounded in our relationship it's kind of cool because i I think i mentioned we're uh, blended we just celebrated 10 years and one of the ways we like to give back is we do marriage coaching and marriage retreats and we just want to encourage people in their marriages because we've seen the blessing of that in our life and we want to encourage others in that way so that's kind of a thing that liz and i are passionate about together wow yeah so we're gonna have to get her back on with you sometime she should be sitting here and and talk about just that focus on that yeah yeah, she's the bomb.com, right? So let's do this. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. And then, but I, I, I want to throw in being executive director of Crisis Assistance Center, too, right. because that's kind of when you came back home, right? Yeah, we moved back here in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving. My, my professional career has pretty much been ministry and nonprofit leadership. And so when the door opened in 2013 to come back to what was then called Montgomery County Emergency Assistance. Yeah. It was a home run for us. I mean, selfishly to be back home and be with our family, that was beautiful. Uh, but it was a great experience to lead a, a nonprofit that was 35 years old that had its own legacy. And so we were able to celebrate that legacy and hopefully take it to a new level. It's really poised to do some more amazing things in the county. That was a great season in my life. Great people there, great cause. But I just felt that tugging down deep to do this leadership coaching and, and training passion. And that, that's what I want to do when I grow up, Nathan. So <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd have to get after that pretty soon. Um, but it was a great transition to really pursue something I'm passionate about. Right. And so I, I launched out there basically in May. And um, I'm excited about what's coming ahead. How long were you there? You were there four years? A little over three years. Three years? So about three and a half years. Okay. Okay. And so... Did you feel the call for coaching and, and training and, and public speaking and things like that on your own? Did you already feel it before you got there? Or did, did the two come hand in hand that, that and started to, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm Great question. Without... Great question. It, honestly, I think it was planted in me in high school. 
Okay. And just to give you a little insight, I was a little kid in junior high that sat by himself at the lunch table. I was wider than I was tall. I didn't want to say a word out loud, right? I just wanted to be through the day. No one noticed me. And then things changed when I started playing baseball, and that gave me a little platform of confidence. Um, but in, in college, I had the opportunity to do uh, some ministry work overseas. And I had the opportunity of standing at home plate in Japan and Taiwan and the Philippines and share my testimony. And I thought, wow, that was really cool. And that I, it was a privilege to feel like you had something to share and that you were that person standing there given the platform and the voice to share. And I think that triggered in me a passion down deep that I didn't realize at the time. Um, but all through college, all through my early days in leadership, I always had a passion for leaders, just like our grand, my granddad and your dad. I still have his Exxon training materials oh. on my shelf. And leadership is pretty timeless. I mean, the principles of leadership go way, way back. And so I've always been interested in how can I grow? How can I be one of those leaders? And I've had those great earthly examples. Um, and then through my career, it just really resonated with me, the privilege of helping people grow, helping people reach their goals. You know, leadership to me is all about others. It's me leading myself well, and then me empowering and equipping and pouring everything I have into the people under my authority. And I just get fired up about that. So through the years, it really uh, was re-kicked in 1998 when I was asked to be a part of leadership in Montgomery County. I have to give a shout out to Sarah Ray and the LMC folks out there. It's a great program here in the county. Uh, so beginning in 1998, I was asked to lead their retreat. And I have done that basically ever since. I stopped leading the retreat, but I still do their leadership development series every year. And just to be, a, again, to be a part of a group of people with a common cause, to make a difference in the county, to make life better for people. That's what leaders can do. It's just right in my lane. And so it's just continued to strengthen in my heart. And so a couple of years ago, I had some certification training with John right. Maxwell. I just continued to try to and grow. And I watched you on Facebook as you did that. Oh, wow. It was, was kind of cool as you, and you, and you started doing some videos. Yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> you need to coach me on that, I by the way. That. that was awesome. <laughs> So but it was neat to watch. It was neat to watch that little path. I mean, and I was wondering, and I'm sure a lot of people were like, "Where's he going with this?" What's you know, this I doing? still don't know where it's going to go. I, for me, it's it's just a journey. It's a process. I, I have obviously not arrived. I don't know that I ever will arrive. But it's that constant pursuit of being better. It's that constant pursuit of being able to give more. That I'm just in that journey, and that it just when my feet hit the ground in the morning, that's what makes my happy feet go. And and that's what I'm pursuing. So, well, I was I was watching it selfishly because I just had a feeling that either that was going to take you to another organization, or you were going to go on your own, or or something of that nature. But I I started feeling like that was going to take you away from Crisis Assistance Center, and I'm not involved hands on as much as I used to be. But I tried to drive awareness and recognition to CAC in the, in the, uh, for people who might get involved financially, supporters, yeah. awareness, advocates. And I'm definitely always trying to drive people. Hey, I've got clothes. Hey, I've got, thank you. For I've that. got free washer and dryer, whatever. And then a lot of times people are looking for help and I try to drive them to that too. So I really appreciate what they do. I really uh, appreciate they're, they're amazing. what they do. They have and a new so, leader there. I have no doubt it's going to only continue to go higher and further and make, make greater impact. And you've been a big supporter oh. since I've been there. Thank you for that. 
every nonprofit needs advocacy. They all need champions out there saying their name, believing in their cause. And exactly. You've, you've been a great one. Well, and the thing is, everybody's heart may go to a different place. Somebody's heart may be for homeless men. Somebody's heart may not be, but they'll be for homeless women. Somebody may not care about the people who can't pay their bills because they've got a preconceived idea that it's their fault. However, they they want to help kids at Christmas or whatever. People just need to pick something right. and get involved. Right. You can't just walk around jaded. Yeah. And that's where, you know, when you think of leadership, it really boils down to what's that inner heart purpose that you feel? What's that, what's that energy that gets you up every day to go do what you do? And when you can connect your own passion with the passion or the call of a charity, that is an amazing partnership. Charities need people to come beside them who have the same heart, who have the same passion. You may not think of that as leadership, but there is such a bridge between a person's personal passion and the passion of a charity that can lead change in a community. More importantly, it can lead change in, in a client's life. Absolutely. And ultimately, at the end of the day, leadership is about making a difference. Absolutely. Leadership is about making results happen. And that's been an amazing intersection to play in for a long time. I think a lot of businesses, a lot of individuals miss that. I think we get too busy. Um, I think we get jaded. Mm. I think we get hardened. And, and, and maybe it's, it's, it's a lack of faith. Maybe, maybe if you have faith and you, you do believe in a higher being and you believe in God and you believe in, in different things of that nature, maybe it drives that, that heart. But still, there it goes, Eric Estes. Yep, there goes that. Can you hear it out there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the emergency broadcast. It's on my show every oh, single awesome. Wednesday, Thursday, it's and Friday. It's just calling attention to I what guess. you're doing, I am man. here. That's what it is. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I think I think that that we've got some good leaders. But if they refocus their heart a little bit, they'd be great leaders. Can I speak to that real quick? Oh, please. Okay, so when you talk about heart, that to me is the inside job of a leader. Leadership starts within. And, and another word for leadership, frankly, is character. And I don't think you can separate our heart from our character. So when, when leaders come to the table, they collide. Their behavior collides with us, right? But it's all a reflection of their heart. And so that's what I'm so passionate about in leadership. You can teach leadership principles. I, I'm not a, I think all leaders are born, no, no pun intended, right? But we all have the opportunity to grow our heart, to grow our attitude, to grow our behavior. And so when, when someone's jaded, there's still an opportunity to turn that. There's still an opportunity to redirect that. That's not a life sentence. And I think that's part of the privilege of leadership is to come beside people at those times, maybe as a coach and walk people through that 180 to turn them back to that place of hope and that place of purpose and that place of having direction. And that's true about an organization. And so those are the kinds of things that get me most fired up about leadership is it's truly about people putting people's heart into action. And that, that just gets me fired. That's a goose bumper for me. And it's, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us about Chad Patterson, the speaker, the trainer, the motivator. We're going to be taking a break in about two or three minutes, okay. uh, the half hour break. So give us a tidbit of what you do. And then we're going to, when we come back from that break, we're going to, we're going to break it down into different segments, different aspects, basically whatever you 
want us to know is what we're awesome. looking for. Well, thank you for this time. So elevator speech real quick. Yeah, that's what three lanes of service I provide speaking, coaching, training. And so anywhere there's a team and a leader, um, I can come in and offer support to equip and empower and educate teams and leaders to grow their character, improve their behavior and impact their results. Bottom line, that's what I do. The tools that I use to do that, or I may come in and speak, it may be a keynote, maybe a lunch and learn, or I come in and do a training with a curriculum that's real education focused, gives them new skills, new insights. Or I come in beside them as a coach and walk with them for an extended period of time. It's kind of like guided practice where you're there to give feedback and encouragement, correction if it's needed, and support. So I'd love to come back and talk more detailed about those three things. Outstanding. All right, folks, we're going to take our half-hour break. We'll have weather, we'll have track it, traffic, some of the sponsors. Um, but this has been fun. Listen, guys, go get some coffee, go get some water, go do whatever you got to do. Share it, text your friends, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, or IRLoneStar.com. But this is something that I think anybody, even a stay-at-home mom or dad, all the way up to a CEO who knows it all, can use some of the principles and some of the tidbits that, that we'll be talking about. You listen to Montgomery County Last with Nathan Arzati on Lone Star Community Radio, and we'll be right back. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes, and I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me, that's right, jazzy, <laughs> right here. Of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. But that's my guess. All righty, folks. Montgomery County Lifestyle Nathan Arizati. We are back in the saddle. We are talking to Mr. Chad L. Patterson of Chad L. Patterson and Associates. I believe, is that the right That's word? That's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But is that the right word? <laughs> it is. Chad L. Patterson. I'm not going to tell you what L stands for, though. Leonard. Yeah. No. Lubert. I'm not going to tell you. Lindsay. <laughs> it's my dad's middle name. It's LaVon. L-A-V-O-N. Oh. I'm so proud of that. Oh, that's cool. So I'm, I'm actually a Charlie Jr. I just went by the nickname of Chad. I think I was like six hours old, and my, my Aunt Sue named me. So uh, Chad stuck. You know, I screwed up in the promotion and marketing of today's show. If we would have taken out just a, a, the smallest ad you could take out in the Conroe Courier and say, Charlie Patterson's son is going to be on Lone Star Community Radio, I bet you this town would have shut That's down right. for people listening. <laughs> I mean, well, you're pretty this, close to it. Well, he's a special man. I, I appreciate you honor him, he's honoring him dude. that way. So he's... He's a living legacy for me. I hope I hope I can be like him more when I grow um, up. I think you are. I think you're on a good road there. So speaking of being on a good road, let's finish up or let's let's get back into it and and let's build some more on where you said you can help. 
Okay. Hit hit the key elements. What what whatever you want us to know. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for this platform. It, most teams have room to improve. Most leaders have room to grow. Yeah, I get a little nervous if I'm talking to a leader and they're like, "Hey, I'm good." You know, I, I it goes really a lot of it. Nathan is the the centerpiece. I really try to impact is the whole attitude of pride and humility. You know, as a leader, I've had the privilege of being on the ground with people. When there's humility in the in the leader, and when there's humility in the people, it's pretty endless as to what can be accomplished because people are teachable, they're willing. They're able to grow. They want to grow. They want to work together. It's it's we, not me mentality. And that's that's a great catalyst for for teams versus the pride is really, it, it shuts things down. Call it arrogance. If you, if you are under the leadership of someone who's arrogant, my guess is you're not having that much fun. And they're not having that much fun. Arrogance really puts leaders in prison. It keeps them from being free to not only lead themselves, but really to lead others effectively. So when I go into a team, uh, those are the kinds of things I'm looking for. And it takes an invitation. I, I'm an optional service. You know, I'm not required. Right. Well, I'm a little biased. I think it's definitely, hopefully a value. But most of the time, I'm just icing on top of the cake. Um, but I like icing with my cake. It tastes better. So when I go into a team, it might be to work with a leader and, and their team of direct reports. And so I might come in and do a curriculum. It's, it's more like an internal university I'm trying to create with people to where they have that ongoing learning and leadership development component. I don't want to be a steroid shot. I'm not just the seminar guy. Now, I'll come in and do seminars, but my goal, my focus for what my services are of value is to come in and really help create change. And so I try to create a series of oper learning opportunities with a leader and their team. Some of it's classroom, some of it's experiential. All of it is very engaging. I'm not a lecturer. I like to get people involved. So even if we're doing a book study or a curriculum study, we're going to really drill down to how does this impact you today as a leader? How does this impact you today as a team member? How does it impact you and your organization? Because everyone has a part to play. And so while a lot of times the focus is on the team because the team needs help, a lot of times it's the leader that needs the help to really equip them to help their people. Um, so I'll go in and do leadership component trainings. Um, I can also go in beside that to go a little deeper and do some coaching. So say I'm working with you and your team and we, we're doing a monthly study and I come in for two, four hours and do more of a workshop. Well, the afternoon, I might spend time with you one-on-one -on -one and really drill down into some action steps from the learning system. It's all about applying what we learn. Most of us have enough information. I don't want to be another shiny binder that people stick on their shelf, right? I want to be a tool that they can put in their hands every day and dig a little deeper and go, and go a little further and climb a little higher because they're applying those principles. They're putting action steps into action. I know that sounds so fundamental, but most teams and most leaders that struggle, I'm finding, and even research states this, it's really about execution. It's really about implementing what they learn. Most of us go to a workshop and within six months, we maybe retain 10% of the information. What a waste, right? So if I can go into a team and not only give them the education, which impacts their head, if I can give you a visual real quick, head, heart, hands, yeah. habits, right? So we read a book, it goes into our head. 
I go in and do a seminar, it goes into their head. How can I get it to their heart? How can I get it a little deeper to where they actually allow it to change their character? And what I mean by that is let's think about humility or patience, right? How can I grow my patience? If I can take it from a level two to a level three, how's that going to impact my leadership? How's that going to impact my relationship with people on my team? We all need patience or forgiveness, whatever those virtues of character are. We talk about increasing those things in, into action. Leadership has to be actionable. Leadership has to create results. I'm sorry, but bottom line, it is about the bottom line. Right. And so in, in our own life or in, in a company, the focus is on penetrating people's head with information, driving it deeper to their heart, sometimes with coaching, because we need accountability. We need someone to, to give us guided practice. We all need feedback, right? And that, and that drives it hopefully to where those, those behaviors become habits. That's what I like about a relationship with a company. There's several in the area that I go in once a month. It's one of my favorite days because I get to hang out with great people. And it's such a privilege to be in that space, Nathan. When you talk about someone's heart, yeah. when you talk about leadership, a lot of us don't want to show the skeletons in our closet. A lot of us don't want people coming into our organization, especially if we're struggling. And so I always applaud leaders for opening that door yep. and being willing to receive. That's feedback. That takes humility, right? And so when you walk into those circles as a trainer, as a coach, that is sacred ground. But I'm there to, to cause a little stress. I'm there to cause a little friction. We don't grow unless there's friction yeah. and stress. Yeah. We don't grow unless we're stretched. So I'm not the, hey, come in and give you candy kind of guy. You're great, Patchy. On the, I mean, I hope you feel that way while I'm there. But my style, right. my posture is really about making a difference, making a change. So, it's so funny. You, I, I got a, I just had a visual. I don't know if you even saw my eyes change. I did. But I'm I worked, curious. I worked for CarMax for over 16 years, and one of the best corporations I've ever been with and around and training heart head heart hand was one of them wasn't quite the same way but but kind of that you know you either have the knowledge and and everything up here we've taught you how to do your job or you, or you don't so we need to teach you heart well you got the heart or you don't you can nurture you can push buttons you can find ways to motivate people it doesn't mean to have a bad heart or maybe they do and hands and you know actually finishing and doing the job and putting your hands on. But you talk about feedback and, oh, my gosh, this company was incredibly focused on taking feedback, giving yep. feedback. I like, I wish. That's how you're going to grow. Yeah. I'll never forget, though, I had one general manager. He would preach it, and he would just, just get in your face about taking feedback. But the one time... Whenever he would role play or something and he'd have to get feedback, dude, I've never seen more excuses. That's this bad. guy, he just couldn't yeah. take it. And I guess I'm laughing about it because he was also one of the worst. He was good. Don't get me wrong. And he ran a good shit, but he was one of the worst leaders that I'd ever worked for as opposed to others yeah. in this organization. And it goes back to that. Yeah. He, he, he preached it great. Yeah. He didn't practice it worth a darn. That's so classic, Nathan. So, and that's why I was smiling because I know yeah. that's gotta be what you hit a lot and what you oh. find out. Well, think about that in all the different roles we play. I don't always receive feedback from my wife. 
I'm not always receptive to the feedback <laughs> of my kids. I'm not always receptive of what's going on in a restaurant, right? I mean, that that's so applicable across all the roles we play. But if you go back into that scenario where you're in with a team doing a, a seminar and then you build beside that some coaching opportunities, you know, some of the fundamentals for a leader is do you spend time one-on-one -on -one with those that you lead? You know, is a performance evaluation a once-a-year conversation? Because, again, ultimately you're there to help them perform. Or is it an ongoing conversation? There's a real simple feedback model that we use. It starts with setting expectations, coming in beside them and give them an opportunity to be accountable, which accountability is a positive thing to where they get to tell their story on what they're doing. And then you give feedback. Now, for me, feedback is I'm going to give you pluses, but I'm also going to give you some deltas because if I'm your coach, or if I'm your leader, if I'm not speaking truth to you, if I'm, if I'm not shoveling the pile right. while it's small, use your imagination there, right? We like to shovel piles while it's small. If I'm not being truthful, shame on me. If I let it build up to a big <laughs> disastrous confrontation, that's on the leader. Absolutely. Because if we're not addressing things and we're allowing things, as much as we want, we want to blame the employee, to me, that goes back to the leader. So one of the things we like to do is come in and teach leaders, remind leaders, here's a feedback mechanism. Here's how you do it. You want to give four pluses to one delta. So what I mean by that is if I'm giving you four pluses, Nathan, I love your energy. Nathan, I appreciate the way you're open. And I don't give you a delta like, man, I wish you would listen to me more. I'm making that up, by the way, for the story. If I don't give you the delta, I'm just blowing smoke. Right. Or if I'm giving you all deltas, man, I'm just beating you down. Right. And so that's where the collision of leadership and teammates and team members usually come into play because something's not working right. Maybe the expectation's unclear. Maybe the performance is way off. So how do we engage with the leader and the employee at that time to where it's constructive, it's uplifting, it's empowering, it's not an attack or a destructive conversation? Now, that sounds so fundamental, but we do an all-day workshop mm -hmm. just on feedback. Yeah. And so that has everything to do with a seminar, and it also has a lot to do with coaching. So those are those where those two lanes that I provide come together. And so that you got me fired up about feedback because that is so critical. Oh, it is. All right. Take another qu uh, quick little break. By the way, Eric, I didn't say we're going to take a half-hour break, dude. I said the half-hour break that we always take. Really? Really? Folks? This guy is a thorn in my side. Eric Estes. Dude, you're killing me. Hey, folks. Montgomery County Last with Nathan Arizati. We'll be right back. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com, and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. 
to take your first step into the radio world. I picked on Eric Estes. I made him cry. Don't cry, Eric. By the way, Eric, I want you to know I just got I just got a positive reinforcement comment from Chad Patterson. He just said, what did you just say that I did with Eric? You had a great opportunity to give him some feedback there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gave him a delta. I said, you picking That's on right. me, dude. Truth is, he's a positive source. Source? Source in my side? Anyway, he's positive. All right, dude, we're fired up. Come on, Brick, give us some more. Well, let me speak. More. So we have the the learning lane, I would call it, which is the training, whatever you want to call it, where I have a multitude of, of curriculums that I can deliver to a company, always trying to customize to their needs. I'm, I'm, I'm not a canned guy. I don't want to say, hey, hey, here's this can of leadership. Take it three times a day. God bless you. Hope it works <laughs> out. But what can I do to bring tools to, to your needs? It's all about what the client needs, right? And then the coaching part that can be one-on-one, Nathan. I've, I've got a few coaching clients where they're just uh, one young lady's trying to figure out what she wants to do. She's college age, kind of stuck, right? Uh, some of my, most of my coaching clients are from the companies that I'm currently working with. And it's kind of just that deeper dive. And then the third lane is really just speaking. Um, I'm always blessed to be a keynote speaker. That's always such a blessing is what I'm trying to say. It's an honor to speak into people, you know, um, and there's a real exciting event I want to put a plug in for real quick in October. It's called Live to Lead the Woodlands. And I'll, it's, I'll send you that link maybe if we can share that. But sure. Barry, my friend Barry Blaine and I are co-hosting that again. And it's a live simulcast uh, with speakers from all over the country. You did that last year, didn't you? We did. Okay, okay. So that. uh, that's coming up in October. So that's that speaking role. You know, speak, listening to people is a great opportunity to learn. I'd encourage us to take notes. When I speak, even that's the mindset that I have is I want to leave people with tools. I want to leave them with nuggets, not just words. Um, and so the simulcast live to lead will be very much a teachable moment for all of us in leadership. Be tons of takeaways. And that's another part that I try to focus on when I speak. I want people to leave with something they can apply. I'm not the most, I'm not the greatest wordsmith on the planet, but I speak from my heart and I speak with passion, and I speak with purpose, because I do believe if we stay in that learning mode, we do have things to grow and apply in our own lives, and we can take those same principles and tools and apply them out. So when I speak, I literally think I'm speaking into individual hearts, hoping to stir something up to where that's gonna go out and impact others. So that's kind of my crazy visual when I go on stage, that's what I really pray and and hope that I can penetrate because again, leadership starts with one heart and then what comes out of that into others is how we really impact teams and organizations. So I love to speak, love to coach, love to train. It's a cool intersection to be in. It's a privilege to be in that space. And there are a lot of great people doing that. So I'm always honored if I'm ever given that opportunity. Give us, and with or without names, give us, I'd like to hear of two stories. I'd like to hear a really cool success story. You know, maybe you spent time with the team or an individual and it catapulted, catapulted them, catapulted them. I've heard of that word. Hello <laughs> to, to some incredible level, or maybe mm. they only moved an inch, but it was, it was very much impactful for them. And, but before you do that, cause I, I like leaving on positive stories. Give us, give me a, a nightmare story. Mm. Uh, maybe somebody just, our team just wouldn't listen. Uh, 
wouldn't work together. Something. You uncovered something. And the reason I want to do that is I want everybody can 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 associate with some of this. Yeah. Some more dramatic than others, and some some are more uh, impactful than others. But I think we could I think we great could question. learn from two questions or me, from two stories. Yeah, that great question. By the way, let let me start with the uh, the tragic one. You know, again, I go back to that. It's that pH level. I write on LinkedIn in my Facebook page, and I just wrote an article recently called "The pH Level of a Leader," and it's all about pride and humility. I go back to that, Nathan, and I think about the times. I've been under leadership that was pride-driven. I hope no one out there that's ever experienced my leadership would even smell pride in me. I know I've had those times. But what's most catastrophic for me, and I've experienced it, is when a leader is so prideful that they just put that iron wall up and they're unteachable. They're uncaring. They're arrogant. And to see the catastrophic falling of people's hearts and lives to where they're not only quitting and leaving, but they're quitting and dying. They don't even leave the job sometimes and they're still there enduring it. And so it pains me to walk into a team and see that disconnect between a leader and their people. It happens way too, too much. Um, that's usually the exception. I'm still one of those guys that thinks that, that everybody, everybody wants to do a job. Now I do wonder sometimes how people get in leadership positions because it is a great responsibility. You know, I think of an upside down triangle. You know, the old mentality is the triangle with the point up with the leader on top, everybody supporting them, right? Well, flip that over, put the point down, put the leader on the bottom. What if, what if our team stood on our character? What if the team stood on our integrity? What if, what if we were the foundation that held people's lives up? That, that's a big shift. So when I go to that catastrophic conversation to where the leaders on top and they have that boss mentality there's usually a trail of destruction that follows now i'm also a hope believer i believe you can come in and, and make change but in those situations ultimately it takes that leader to be willing to change and what's most catastrophic is when you see a team of people wanting to change and the leader doesn't mm -hmm. and and in that situation you can come in and put band-aids on and, and that that's helpful but ultimately, most of the time, until that leader's willing to be humble and teachable and own that part of the process, there's really not much change that, that can take place in my, in my experience. Right. So that pains me. The cool stories are when people are about, it, about to leave, about to walk out, about to quit, about to drop off the planet, about to throw in the towel, and I have the opportunity to come in and basically reconcile people that gives me a lot of joy. Um, I think of athletics. There are times where teams may win the Super Bowl one year and the next year they can't even win a game. And how it's, there's just fallout. But when you can bring those people back together and focus them again on the cause and what their common ground is, and you can reinstill that respect for one another, that's a really cool thing to yeah. see. Is when we as people remember that we're in this together. When a leader bows a little bit in humility and says, Hey, I'm in this too. That's really exciting space. And so I've experienced that recently with a team. We started one direction and got into it and there were grenades going off everywhere. And we, we changed and went deep and resolved that conflict and reconciled people's hearts and man, they're flying. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's cool stuff. We've got just about a minute. So let's wrap up. See, I tell this to every guest. We, we could go for two hours, and there's so much to touch. In the next minute, 
leave us with something, but most importantly, leave us with how to get a hold of you, what ways to contact you, because people are going to want to. When we share this YouTube video, I'm going to make sure that I've got like the website and all that on there. Thank so you. how can we find you? Okay. Well, my website is uh, chadlpatterson.com. All my social media links are on there, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. So I would say go to my website first. My phone number, feel free to call me. The phones still work in our county, uh, 210-562-0013. I would love to meet you, talk with you, anybody out there that thinks that their leadership or their teams can grow. I'd be the first one in line to, to talk with you about how I might be able to add value to that. And the marriage counseling side of it, the marriage retreat, that's, yeah. something, that's something that might be we might have you and Liz back on another time. We would love that. And let's talk we Let's talk into that. that. What do you think? That'd be beautiful. Can I leave you with one thought? Do it. You can't lead others until you're leading yourself. It starts in the mirror. And so I'd love to have that conversation too. Awesome. But thank you so much for this time today, Nathan. I appreciate your friendship. Chad, thank you for being here, and I appreciate you too. Folks, Montgomery County Last Hill, Nathan Erzati on Lone Star Community Radio, your community radio station. We got a great show tomorrow, Pastor Dale Inman. We got a great show Friday, somebody announcing candidacy. We got a great community. So I'm going to tell you what I always tell you. Get out there, make a difference in yourself and somebody's life because this is your county, your life, and your style. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.